God. Hallelujah. Well, it's, um, it's obviously some strange times, but uh, we've gathered here today with a small group of us, our, our board mainly, and we drug some of our praise and worship team out here to uh, uh, lead us in some singing and worship. It's good to see the folks on uh, Facebook Live with us. Um, thank you for joining with us today here uh, in the sanctuary as we celebrate Jesus and still continue to come to you and try to bless you with, with worship, with uh, song, with the Word of God. And I pray that you stay with us as we uh, dive into the Word today and, and move forward and try to encourage you as we're walking, all walking through these crazy moments of the coronavirus as well as everything else that's going on in the world uh, today. I'm sure that nobody else's problems got put on hold just because a virus sh- showed up, right? So you've got a virus you've got to deal with, and then all the other personal issues that you've been dealing with before the virus showed up. And so I understand that sometimes uh, the world's just not fair. So that's why uh, we've got to do church like this uh, and uh, only have a handful of folks here putting on a service so that you can be blessed and you can uh, receive the Word of God and receive the blessings of God. So welcome. Thank you for coming and being with us here on Facebook Live, and we pray that you do receive something from God. Just as a quick announcement, we're all televangelists now, uh, so um, we do need you to continue to give. Uh, You can give online, as Pastor Don said. You can mail your checks in. But more importantly, if you need to contact us for ministry in any way, we want you to contact us, let us know. We want to pray with you. We want to be there for you. Our plans are on this Wednesday evening, starting this Wednesday evening, we're going to start uh, periodically having some devotional uh, messages put on Facebook Live uh, for everybody to click on and be a part of. So this Wednesday at 7 o'clock, when we normally start our Bible study, uh, we will have a devotional type Bible study uh, that will be online. If you want to join us at 7 o'clock this Wednesday, we'll give you more information moving forward. We'll probably do this uh, two or three times a week, just so you can uh, get on and watch. You don't have to watch it live. It'll eventually show up on our YouTube page. You can watch it on YouTube, or you can watch it on Facebook uh, at a later date. Even if you don't get to see it live, it will be on Facebook. You can click on the sermons and watch it there. We should be uh, uploading them to our website eventually, and so you can get those um, in, uh, in the future, even if you don't may not see them live. So... We do want you to know that we, uh, we are going to have opportunities for you to minister and to fellowship with one another. Uh, after the service today, we're having a short meeting with, with uh, the board members that are present here today uh, to give you some more information moving forward about what we're doing as a church, okay? So, having said all that, welcome, all five of you. We're glad that you're here. I plan on preaching as I always preach. I'll try not to move around as much so that you can see me on the camera. Uh, But hello, everybody. Welcome to Living Faith Church. So if you have your Bibles this morning and you want to turn with me, I'm going to be reading from Psalm 32. I'm going to read two verses of Scripture. Psalm 32, two verses of Scripture. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are grateful that we can still uh, share the Word of God uh, through online services. We ask now in the name of Jesus that every person that is listening or watching, oh God, will receive uh, your word, will experience your presence, experience your love, and experience your grace, that in the name of Jesus Christ they would be encouraged, that your word would find good ground in their hearts, that it would be a seed that brings forth fruit to your glory, 
And now welcome, speak through me today to encourage, to strengthen, to help, to heal, uh, and to help us focus our attention on you. We'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 32, and we'll read verses 6 and 7. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in the time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the flood of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. The message I want to share this morning I've entitled, Change Your Song. Um, As we all know, music is powerful. Uh, A good song can change our mood. It causes memories to flood our mind. Have you ever had a song come on and immediately it takes you back to a specific time in your life where you remember that song? Um, it can help us block out the world. How many of you have ever just turned a song on and so you don't have to think about anything, right? Get in your car and turn it up so loud that you don't have to listen to all the traffic and then you forget that people are beeping at you because the light just turned green, right? Uh, we've all done that before. We use it as a way of escape. We use it as a way of getting out so that we don't have to be uh, locked up in our world. It, it brings us to a place. And then when we talk about worship music, uh, it can set the stage for ministry. Worship literally can create the atmosphere of a church service. Uh, So as we worship God and as we praise God, we are literally creating an atmosphere in order for God to operate. Now, a lot of us have our favorite radio station. Most of you, when you get in your car, uh, if you still listen to the radio, uh, you normally have that one specific station that you've got on as soon as you get in the car. Am I right? You turn the car on, you know what station it's going to be on when you turn it on. Uh, We have our favorite styles of music. We could all sit here and argue about what's the best kind of music, and some of us like a wide variety of music, but for the most part, we have our favorite type of music, and and that's what keeps us motivated, because music motivates us if we have the right song, okay? But a bad song can do just the opposite. You ever had a song stuck in your head, and you can't get it out? Thanks, Avery. You know what they call those? They call those earworms. You get something in your brain and you can't get it out. It just eats its way in there and you're trying to get it out. It's commercials that do that to me lots of times. I find myself like singing a jingle or singing a commercial. And I'm like, I don't even like that commercial. You know, but you get it stuck in your head. Some songs can even make us sad. Now, there are some people that like that. They literally listen to the song because they want to feel sad. (laughs) Ever had a song come on the radio and you immediately change the station? You ever had that happen? As soon as the song comes on, you don't even care what station you move to. I just got to get away from this song. Because that's right. Here comes the rain again. I hate that. And I'll be honest with you, there are very few albums. Like if I buy an album online, you know, through, through uh, uh, iTunes or whatever, there's very few albums that I like the entire album. Um, most of the time, there, you know, there's maybe two or three songs on there that are like, yeah, I don't really care for it. And so what do I do? I just skip over them. When that song comes on, I just hit skip so I can get to the songs that I want to listen to. And this is what's good about having a playlist, right? A lot of us have playlists. Playlists, for those of us who don't know what playlists might be, you know, playlist, obviously, on your device, you can put together a whole list of songs that you play in a certain order, and you can set them for whatever you want them for. This is my playlist when I'm jogging. This is my playlist when I'm cleaning the house. This is my playlist when I'm driving. This is my playlist when I'm mad. You know, right. Whatever 
whatever playlist you want to put together. And so you have all these songs on there. YouTube will even create one for you from what you searched for on YouTube. So be careful for what you're searching for on YouTube because your playlist might be rated R. Um, But the benefit is of a playlist, you get to choose what you want. You're not going to have a song on your playlist that you don't like or a style that gets on your nerves. You know, I don't want to be in the middle of a, of a run, and all of a sudden some song comes on I don't even like. Who's going to do that? I'm trying to change it, you know, while you're running. Um, yeah. And you're not going to have songs on there that you want to skip over. Why? Because your playlist is your songs. It's your jam. It's the ones that you want to turn up. The ones that get you motivated. I know when we're... If I'm in the car and a song comes on that I really like... <laughs> That's my jam right there. There's some songs, if you're not careful, you're listening to them, you look down and you're driving too fast. Ah! Right? Yeah, they turn, you turn them up, you get motivated because of these songs. You know, the thing about songs, the reason why not only they're so powerful because of, of the music itself, every song has a message. Every song has a philosophy. Every song has a point of view. Every song that we listen to, honestly, in some way, is preaching a sermon at us. Um, it's trying to make some kind of point to create a type of picture in our minds or elicit some type of response from us. Even if it's a Weird Al Yankovic song, he's at least trying to make you laugh, right? Every song has a message. That's why we do have to be careful about what kind of music that we feed into our brains because that message... It's telling us something. It's getting a point of view across to us. Because whatever song is playing in your head is going to shape how you see the world. Whatever songs that you have playing around in your head is going to shape how you see the world. Now, right now, the songs that we seem to be hearing are songs of doom and gloom. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. Gloom and doom. The coronavirus has filled the news every single day. You can't get on Facebook. You can't get on Twitter without somebody talking about the coronavirus. And obviously, it's a very, very serious cha- uh, situation going on in our world. It's causing us to change how we work, how we play, how we interact with each other. And it's radically affected, obviously, how we now do church. It's legitimately nothing like anything I have ever seen in my lifetime. And hope to God that it will never happen again. A global pandemic is literally shutting down economies and closing countries. Uh, This is a serious time. So if the global church ever needed to pray, we need to pray now. If we're not praying for this situation, God help us. We need to be. Church, we need to be seeking God. And as I said at the beginning, it's not just this coronavirus. We understand it seems like that news is always consistently filled with the negative. Let's be honest. Most of us don't turn on the news to see the story about the kid who helped grandma across the street. Right? When we turn on the news, we're looking for the plane crash, the murder, the, the, the situation that, that's like, ooh, look what happened. Right? Give us dirty laundry. Right? We want, we want to see the crazy stuff. That's what gets people's attention. But that is really what we should expect from a world that is corrupted by sin. 
Our world is a mess. It's fallen. It's broken. And so most of the news that we're going to see is going to end up being negative because we live in a fallen, broken world. So this is why we need the cross. This is why we need the message of the gospel. This is why we need the power of a risen Savior. And it's not always a problem until until it starts bleeding into our own personal lives, does it? You know, we didn't really, when we first heard about the coronavirus, most of us just continued about our day. But now, you're having church watching it on a computer, right? Because... Until it hit us, when it was over in China or when it was in Italy or in other parts of Europe, it makes us feel like, hey, we're invincible, we're okay. But then when it comes to our shores, I mean, even there for a while, West Virginia was supposedly the last state to have a confirmed case. So here we all sat, us West Virginians. Makes us feel like we're somewhat invincible or something or that we can continue to go on the same way that we've always been doing because it affects someone else and it's not affecting me. But once it hit home... Now we're all up in arms. Now we're all up in arms. And this is when it starts affecting our playlist. This is when it starts putting songs in our heads that we don't want to listen to and we can't seem to get rid of. This is when it starts affecting our homes, our relationships, our attitudes. Next thing you know, we're singing the songs of doom and gloom. We become negative, we become down, we become discouraged, we become depressed. So what can we do? The same thing we do when that song comes on the radio we don't like. Change the station. Change the song. Don't let it in your inner playlist. We may not be able to control what comes on the radio, but we can control whether we listen to it. There's nobody tying you down and requiring you to listen to Air One or or listening to whatever radio station you may listen to. There's a whole lot of other stations out there. We may not be able to keep the song we don't like off the album that we just bought, but we can skip it. I don't have to let the songs of the world define my mood or define my attitude or define my motivation. I don't have to allow the songs that the world is singing to determine how I'm going to live my life. Why? Because I can change the song. I can change the song. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying that we live in ignorance about what's happening in the world today. I think we need to be informed. I've always been a proponent of more knowledge is more power. I think we need to be informed about political issues. I think we need to be informed about what's happening in our world. I think we need to be informed about the coronavirus and doing what we possibly can to flatten the curve and make sure that we are staying six feet apart and and that we don't have everybody at church. And so we're changing all those things. We need to be knowledgeable. We need to understand. I'm not saying that we're supposed to be monks or hermits or, you know, close ourselves off and not listen to the world. But I am saying that we don't have to consistently sing their song. We don't have to consistently allow our hearts to be filled with that stuff. See, David makes a very powerful proclamation in this song. He worships God for some very specific things. In the first part of this psalm, he talks about the forgiveness of God and how God has forgiven him and imputed unto him righteousness. But in these two verses of Scripture, he speaks about very specific things. First of all, he says, and I believe they are very, they are very appropriate for our time we're living in. First of all, he says, God is our hiding place. 
Some of you are hiding at home. We're all hiding at home. We're trying to stay away. We're trying to keep our distance. But I want you to know that we're going to find protection and provision and a covering because we find our hiding place in God. Then he praises God and says that God will preserve us from trouble. Church, we need to pray this over our lives, over our families, over our church. Preserve us from the trouble of the world that is around us. And then he even says that floods of great waters... Will, come, will not come near to us, which is pretty appropriate since our governor said that New York City was underwater because of the coronavirus. Avery was actually concerned that New York City was actually underwater. But when floods of waters come, they will not come near us. But I want you to notice that he also, in verse 7, he worships God for the fact that he is surrounded, encompassed by songs of deliverance. Not songs of defeat, not songs of discouragement or fear or hopelessness. Songs of deliverance, songs of victory, songs of hope. He was surrounded by them, which means no matter where he turns, he hears songs of deliverance. No matter what the background music of the world is, no matter what the background music of your current situation is, songs of deliverance are still ringing in our ears. It's not that there weren't other songs that David could listen to. He just decided to listen to God's song. He decided to listen to God's song. And he said, wherever I turn, I have songs of deliverance. Everywhere I turn are songs of victory. But David, have you seen what's going on? Have you watched the news? David, have you heard we're all self-quarantined? Songs of deliverance. Have you heard that the world's a mess? The world's falling apart. We are living in dangerous times. I'm surrounded by songs of deliverance. Psalm 96, Psalm 98, and Psalm 149 all start with the same phrase. Sing to the Lord a new song. Isaiah 42.10, Psalm 33.3, Psalm 144.9. They all encourage us to sing a new song to the Lord. I want to read this passage to you, Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. The Bible says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings, even in the middle of a virus. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. This is the reason why we sing the new song. I waited for the Lord and he heard me. I waited for the Lord and he rescued me. I waited for the Lord and he brought me up out of a miry clay. He set my feet. He's established my goings. The world's falling apart around me, but he has established my goings. You know, the fact is, we like old songs. We like to listen to old songs because those are the ones that we are familiar with. They are the ones that bring the memories. They are the songs that connect us some, to, to something. But sometimes we need new songs because we, get, we can get tired of the old songs. You ever heard a song so many times that you're like, if I hear that one more time, I am literally going to shoot the radio. Yeah. Thank you, Avery. We can get tired of old songs, and sometimes it's the old songs that keep us from enjoying the new ones. And here's the thing. Our old songs might be ones of discouragement and defeat. Our old songs might be filled with negativity and fear. Our old songs can keep us trapped in the past and keep us from moving forward. So change the song. Sing a new song. 
Sing the songs of deliverance. Why? Because these are the songs that are written by God. These are the songs written by God. So how do we change the song? Really quickly, I'm going to give you three simple, basic, most of us know these things, but I want us to remind ourselves that we need to change the song in our lives. As we fight against this and as we move forward and try to do our best to follow the policies that keep everybody safe and everybody where they need to be, we can still change the song. Number one, we have to make a conscious decision. We literally have to choose to change the song. We have to choose to change the song. We have, we have to choose to feel, fill our hearts and our minds with the right kind of things. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, most of you know this passage of Scripture. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there is any virtue, if there be any praise, then do what? Think. Think on these things. We remove old, defeated thoughts by replacing them with godly thoughts. The only way you're going to get rid of the song you don't want to hear is you've got to replace it with another song. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. What does that mean? I will make the conscious decision to bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. David made the conscious decision that I'm going to be a praiser. Why? Because he's my hiding place. He's my refuge. He's my joy. He preserves me from trouble. He is the one that we're worshiping and praising in the middle of this. I can focus on the negative. I can focus on the defeat. I can focus on the problem. Or I can focus in faith on the promises of God and His faithfulness. I can be overwhelmed by the bad news of the world. Or I can allow the peace of God to rule my heart. It's my choice of song. I get to choose the song. So number one, we're going to make a conscious decision. If we're going to change the song in our lives that we're hearing, we've got to make a conscious decision to do so. Number two, we have to get in the Word. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 says, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. The Bible commands us that we are to admonish, teach, encourage one another through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Ephesians repeats this same verse of Scripture and says that we make melody in our hearts unto the Lord, giving thanks unto the Father by Him. But the root of this kind of singing, the root of this kind of thanksgiving is allowing the Word of God to dwell in our hearts richly. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the gospel is good news. Amen. And it, filling our minds with good news mitigates the effect of a world full of bad news. It's not just good news. It's the best news ever. The Word of God is what frames our playlist, or at least it should. It's what gives us the lyrics to the most beautiful and powerful songs that have ever existed. We should read the Word, meditate on the Word, memorize the Word, pray the Word, and sing the Word of God. His Word contains His commands that show us life and His promises that give us life. Changing the song is filling our hearts with the Word of God. 
going to the Word and allowing it to eradicate and remove and wash away those things that stand in the way of our thought life focusing on what God has said. I want to sing God's lyrics, not the world's lyrics. I want to sing the beauty and the wonder of the good news of the gospel. I want to sing about the cross and the resurrection, not the brokenness and the hopelessness and the despair. I know we are in strange times. I know we are in scary times. But the Word of God tells me that I can live in peace. I can live in joy. I can live in hope no matter where I find myself. So I encourage you, if you're not in the Word, get into the Word of God. And number three, surprise, surprise, pursue God. I say this because, as you know, from the beginning of this year, I felt the Lord laid on our hearts that our goal this year is to pursue God in ways that we haven't, in a, maybe in, even in a long time. Because there's some of us that may have gotten into that rut of going through the motions. I'm not saying you don't love Jesus or you don't have a relationship with God, but it's easy many times to replace relationship and put religion in its place. It's easy for us to start going through motions and not really seeking God. So do you not think that the enemy would love nothing more than to take this time when we have to do church differently, where we've got to do church from home, separated from one another, to discourage us and to distract us from our pursuit. I guarantee you he is. He's probably already done it. There's no greater weapon that the enemy has than fear to make you afraid and to keep you from being able to press into God. When is this going to end? How's it going to end? How's it going to affect my finances? How's it going to affect my family? What happens if I get infected? What do I do? There's a lot of fear and a lot of reasons to be afraid, uh, uh, understandable. And then now, we're having church through a computer. And so the enemy is telling you, hey, just take a break. Everybody else is taking a break. Just take a break. But this is the time, folks, that our faith is tested. Is our relationship with, with Jesus real, or are we just church attenders? You know, if we shut the doors to the church, does our relationship with God end? Because if it does, then we may have not have had one in the first place. The devil wants our faith. He wants to distract us from growing in our faith. And so he wants to keep us from our relationship with God, our prayer times, our devotionals, our spending time in the Word, our time of worship. We're still pursuing God. We're just doing it in a different way. We're still fellowshipping with one another. We're just six feet apart and on a computer. You know, we're, we're doing things differently, but we are looking for ways to continually pursue God, which means this is not the time to sit back. This is time to turn up the music. This is the time to turn up our praise. This is the time to drown out the songs of discouragement with songs of deliverance. Our worship of God folks, changes our song. It changes our focus. When we worship God, it changes our focus from the issue, the problem, the surrounding discouragement to the songs of deliverance that are surrounding us, that are encompassing us, that are above us and below us. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. Psalm 118, verse 14. The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. 
Isaiah and David both celebrate God not just as a reason to sing, but that God Himself is their song. The Bible tells us that God is rejoicing over us with singing. That He is dancing wildly over us with singing. But not only are we just singing songs about God, we are singing because He is God. Because God is our song. There's no greater song than the wonder and the beauty and the majesty of God Himself. And so, folks, our pursuit of Him always makes the song about Him. As we pursue God, as we continue to press into the Lord, we're not going to allow the enemy, we're not going to allow distractions and discouragement to keep us from our pursuit. We are going to continue as a church to pursue God through prayer, through worship. We're going to continue to pursue God and press into Him as we trust in Him. It is true that we're living in some seriously scary times, but if we don't like the song we're hearing... Folks, we can change the tune. If we are allowing ourselves to be affected by the discouraging songs of our circumstances, then we need to turn up the song of God. And I want to say this. If we're only singing praise and worship songs when we're at church, then we need to change our playlist. We need to change our playlist. The only time we are worshiping God is when somebody is singing at us in a church service. And change your playlist or change your radio station. Change your song, folks. Now more than ever, we need to learn to sing, to sing praises to God at our home, in the car, or wherever you're quarantined. We're going to sing quarantine praises. Right? Because God has not stopped simply because I don't get to hang out with you face to face. So we can change the song. Yes, let us be wise, let us stay informed, let us listen to the news and, and, and know what's going on, but let's always do this with eyes of faith and with a heart full of praise because our trust is in Him. Our trust is that God still has us in the palm of His hand even when we don't fully understand what's happening around us. I'm going to close right now with a word of prayer and then say a few more words to you to, to encourage you as we move forward. Uh, and I pray that you receive something from the Word of God today, that this day you sing a song of deliverance to the Lord and find His grace in Jesus' name. But let me pray for you, those that are sitting here in the pews and those of you watching. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful that we were able to come here today and gather with just a handful of us and worship God, and then share that with our church family online. We're asking you now in the name of Jesus Christ that every song that was sung here today, every word that was spoken during the sermon, I ask God that it would hit the mark, that it would find the target, that it would bring encouragement and strength, it would bring healing and hope in the name of Jesus, and that, Father, your life and your grace and your mercy would be real in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that even while we're at home, you are still God, and we can still praise you, and we can still worship you, and we can still pursue you. So bring peace where there is fear. Bring hope where there is despair. Bring healing, O God, where there is sickness and disease. In the name of Jesus, Father, we are praying against this coronavirus. 
We ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you would raise up a standard. We pray for medical professionals and EMTs and and pharmacists and and doctor's offices and dentists and those, God, who are on the front lines every day that are seeing this happen and are being exposed to this. We ask in Jesus' name you would cover them and protect them and give them courage and grace and strength to go through their day. We pray, O God, that you would heal and touch those who have been tested positive in Jesus' name. We're asking you to protect us and cover us with your blood, O God. We pray for medical professionals and scientists who are working on a way to stop this virus. Give them wisdom. Show them direction they should go. Father, we believe and trust you that you are changing the situation, that you will make all things work together for our good. So, Lord, we change our song today to songs of deliverance, knowing that you are at work in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. I do want to encourage you, those who are watching us uh, through Facebook Live, don't be afraid to contact us if you need prayer for any reason. We are still praying for folks. We want to believe God with you. We encourage you to continue to to, uh, follow along on Facebook to see uh, updates about what we are doing and how we're reaching out to people. Uh, We will have this week, starting on Wednesday, uh, a devotional time on our Facebook so that you can join in and listen and be encouraged. Even if you don't get to watch it live, you can click on it later and watch it at that time. But I'm encouraging you, don't just sit at home, don't just watch TV. Find ways to, to, to hear the Word of God. Find ways to continue to fellowship and worship. Uh, Cameron and, uh, has been doing some worship sets in his house on Facebook Live. You're probably going to see some more of that. We're probably going to be putting that on our Facebook page so that you can be encouraged in Jesus' name. At this point in time, we're not having life groups Uh, this evening, but we will give you more information regarding what we're doing with some small groups as we move forward, but we want you to be blessed. Please continue to give, and please continue to pray for us as we make the decisions that we need to make in order to reach out to people and love them in Jesus' name. God bless you. Don't be afraid. Keep your faith and your trust in Christ. Change the song, and let's sing songs of deliverance, because he's a good God in Jesus' name. We love you. See you soon.